Hello everyone and welcome to The Connected Podcast. This is the place where we discuss people, ideas, marketing, technology, and anything else that feels right. And this is the first, very first edition of the SS Mediacom podcast. I am Sasha Wusu, Account Director for the Ted Department at Mediacom. Hi, I'm Sue Uniman, Chief Transformation Officer at Mediacom. And joining us today is Global CEO of SS Mediacom, Nick Lawson. How are you, sir? I'm very good. I'm very good. Really happy to be here. Welcome. What a great addition, Sasha. First time I've met you today, right? So you're... Not new to connect, but it's the first time I've been on this podcast with you here. It's, uh, it's really nice to meet you. Amazing. He's nearly as tall as me. Just so <laughs> I know this is a podcast, so nobody, nobody knows. But we'll, Sasha's, we'll, get, we'll get a picture. He's a big we'll, guy. We'll, we'll he's a big guy. He is, he, and, and I'm much less tall than both of you. Nick has worked for Mediacom for 31 years as a true Mediacomer, starting off as a planner buyer, working his way up to CEO of Mediacom, and of course now global CEO of SS Mediacom. Nick has played a pivotal leadership role since 2006, having held the positions of UK CEO, EMEA CEO, and worldwide COO. Nick became global CEO in July 2020, leading a network of 8,000 people across 125 offices. He is now thrilled to be the leader of the newest and best agency in the world, SS Mediacom. Oh, I like the way you said that. Uh, <laughs> um, it's really good to have you here, and congratulations on the incredible merger. Thank you. How do you feel now that big news is out in the open? I imagine it must have been pretty hectic to keep yeah. on, keep quiet. But how do you feel now it's all out? Do you know what? It's a really great question. I, do you know what? Nobody's actually asked me that. Uh, you know how I feel. I guess. I guess you. I guess in that sort of secretive period where you're, you know, putting the plans together on how you're going to launch it, it, it it's all quite close. Mm. So I tell you how I feel. I think I feel kind of. It's a good. Uh, your podcast connected is how I feel I feel connected back mm. with everybody because I can talk to everybody yeah. whereas I couldn't necessarily in the run-up to it yeah. talk to everybody about it and I always felt really passionately that it was the right thing for Mediacom mm. to do but you don't really know until it's out how people are going to react to of it and just the reaction that we've had to the news from our clients and our people people in the industry people connected with it it's just been extremely positive and I think you know what I think it's good for you you know the industry needs something like this it's a bold different move so I feel like I've sort of reconnected with everybody both on kind of on the essence side although I need to do more of it obviously because I need to get to know people and obviously all my friends and colleagues uh, you know at Mediacom and it's just been great to to feel that energy and excitement behind something like this which is kind of a great new adventure that we're going to embark on we're going to do it together it's going to be a lot of fun um it's going to be some hard work too mm. but it's just nice to have an adventure right it's it, the way i look at it, it it's it's very exciting i'm going to take you back a little bit before we go forward which is you and i have obviously worked together for a long time just so everybody know, I'm sure I've said this many times, but Sue was my first boss. She actually employed me at MediaCom. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and and whenever we get into rooms like this, we always sort of revert back into that <laughs> those old roles. I always think. Do you think? Yeah, definitely. You think so? Uh, I think I just got you the water. You <laughs> 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 haven't made me a cup of tea in work for a long time. Um, and look, we have worked together for a long time and, and, and you know, as a hire, he worked out well. Boy done good. Amazing. Um, but in the beginning of the 21st century, we obviously went through the media business, which was the company you and I both started out at here, and then the Mediacom merger. And then 
there was a second thing, which was you were UK CEO when WPP acquired Mediacom. So then we became part of WPP. What have those previous mergers and acquisitions taught you that that you will now bring to this new role? Well, I think, um, you know, I look back on, I guess, the, that first merger from a Mediacom and uh, as we were then, the, the media business um, merger. And I think that... I think it was, you know, relatively simple. I mean, we put our clients and our people right at the forefront of it. We put those first. We were laser focused on that and making sure that people felt comfortable in the new operation. And then, you know, and then I think we built from there. So those are the sort of bedrocks of any merger in my view. And I think if you take your eye off one of those two aspects of it, because we're only here because of the clients that we've got. So they have to be our priority. And we're only here of all the amazing people that work for this company, both Essence and Mediacom. So I think if you put those two stakeholders right at the forefront of what you're doing, day in, day out, and they're your guiding light on what you should be doing, I think you won't go too far wrong. And where I've seen things go wrong with other companies, I think they kind of take their eyes off those two things. And I think they become a bit too introspective in a way, maybe get over-engineer it, overthink it. And I don't think we need to do that because with Essence and Mediacom, this is not a product of, you know, two failing companies here, right? These are two companies that are top of their game. They are, you know, they are world-renowned companies in what they do. This is is really about taking those two and creating something, those two companies and creating something that's bold and different that the marketplace doesn't have. And it's kind of, we're embarking on that first. At no other point, Anywhere in the history of media agencies as a what I would call a globally scale big comes from the traditional background, mm-hmm. although we do a lot of digital, mm-hmm. obviously, as it speaks. Over 50% of our business is digital. Mm-hmm. But applying that with another global digital com- digital first company does make us a unique entity. It doesn't exist anywhere else on a global basis or on a global scale. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really exciting prospect. So I guess it's sort of sticking, making sure that we make that count. I think we're going to be different in the marketplace for a period of time, and I think we've got to make that count. And actually, it's interesting because I think being unique, I mean, we've all been in new business pitches, et cetera, where we go, where the question is, what makes you different? Yeah. Yeah, and we kind of dance on, potentially dance on a bit of a pinhead yeah. on this is what makes us yeah, different yeah. or it's this or this. Yeah. But strategically, that is genuinely different nobody else like ours exists in the marketplace and i think it's been a while since any media agency could really claim that in its own right you know they'll talk about different nuances in a company but strategically that's pretty different so i think that's what's that's what i think excites myself i think that's what excites our people and i think that's what excites potential clients our clients and potential clients and i think um you know, and I think about all the new competition that's moved into the market when you talk about sort of uh, Accenture, perhaps, or what Martin's doing at S4, all of those things. It's kind of an antidote to some of that because they're trying to do that in reverse. Yep. And it gives us a window of opportunity, in my view, to really att- tackle it and create something that, that doesn't exist right at this moment in time in the way that we envisage it. So, you know, I think that's... It's not really an answer to your question, is it? I started off answering the question. I've moved on. I, I, I've moved on, but you get the you you get the Definitely gist. Get the gist. <laughs> Definitely. So I've been here for five years now, right? And 
Um, one of the things that I can honestly say I really love and enjoy about Mediacom is the culture. Uh, we have a very unique culture and it plays a massive part in what we do. Um, it's at the bedrock of both companies with People First, uh, Mediacom and Essentials at Essence. Uh, would you be wanting to create a new approach or is People First and Essentials something that we have to merge together? Well, I mean, if anybody's heard me speak before, I think that you do not have any successful company without an amazing culture. I think mm -hmm. it all starts with culture. Yeah. You know, I think you, you know, I've said it many times, but I think you can have the best strategy in the world, but if your culture's wrong, you'll never, you'll never win, you'll never succeed. So for me, it's the bedrock of anything any new company's built on. There's no doubt that both companies share a people-first approach. Mm. Um, people are, are right at the heart of both their cultures, and that will never change. Whatever, however we choose to express that, yeah. okay, that will never change. But I think I'm interested in, 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 yes, I'm interested in moving into new ground. I think that I've, WPP, call themselves now, WPP is called a creative transformation company. Yeah. Okay. And I'm really interested in this idea of creativity in the workplace. I always have been. Yeah. And I think when Mark says it, I think that somehow it could be construed from the media companies as being about the creative agencies. And I, and I know he doesn't believe that. And I fundamentally don't believe that because I think creative thinking is maybe in a company is maybe the most democratizing thought that we can possibly have. Mm. Because to me, creative thinking is about problem solving. And no matter where you are in the company, whether you're running reception or in any job right the way through, the, the ability to move quickly, solve problems, feeling empowered to solve problems is really important. So what I'm interested in doing is creating this you know, creative revolution with inside the new agency, I think. And that's how we need I'm to in. think, I'm right? In. A creative revolution. Brilliant on ideas that empower people to solve problems, connecting people with how we're going to move this company forward. And I think if we can do that, and we can really focus on that, I think we'll have something incredibly special. And I think that's a company worth working for. So I think there's a really empowering thought and idea in that. I haven't sort of worked it out. Yep. It's not We've got a conference yet. next week at Synergy. I'm going to yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Um, you know, with, with 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 some of the lead, you know, with some of the leaders across the businesses, but I think it's a really empowering thought, and I think that has to be at the heart of whatever we do. And I think empowering people, connecting people to the type of company we want to be, is going to be the most important asset. So yes, people first, but with something that's going to stir the blood, right? It's going to get us moving, going to get us going. We're going to change the world, right? And that's what this new company has to be about. So that's where I'm sort of. Out with it. It's not a complete answer. I haven't got a byline. I haven't got a strap line. We'll come up with all of that over the coming sort of weeks and months. But it's going to be in the territory that I'm talking about. That's very exciting. Now, <laughs> we've got some questions here which we've been asked by people around um, the company. So, um, all the questions I've been avoiding on town halls, yeah, are they? Right. Oh, we're, excellent. That's right. We're, we're going <laughs> to pin you down now. So, yeah. By the way, just before you start, yeah. by the way, I, you know, I think it's worth saying that, listen, I don't have all the answers to all of the sort of technical questions that people are asking, and nor really should I. And I think that people should kind of understand that because I do think we need to take our time. Some of them are kind of going to, we're going to have to work through. It's going to take a bit of time for us to come back. So I don't really make any 
excuses about. I think I'm being sort of transparent about being untransparently not answering them if you see what I mean. Well, I, th- I think you're not going to answer this one then. Oh, right. So, okay, anyway. fair enough. Um, are there <laughs> any plans to rebrand to a new agency name in the future? Okay. Will we have a nickname like E&M or M? Mm. Well, I, I think um, loads of people have asked me about mm. this. So yeah. I, I just, yeah. And obviously in the, not totally alone, but with the, you know, because obviously I've known about this for a few months. So I've been really thinking about kind of the name and the important thing and the name. And I suppose my logic flows like this. Mm. I think that both Essence and Mediacom have got great reputations of the market for what they do. Yeah. And I think you change your name when something's wrong. Okay. Okay. Mm. So my logic is that what... And somehow you're trying to sort of move away from your past. We don't want to move away from our past. We're proud of our past. We've got two great successful companies that we should be amazingly proud of. And I want both that history to be in our name moving forward. Now, hence I come to Essence Mediacom. And a lot of people have asked me why Essence first and Mediacom second. I think it just sounds better. Right? This is genuinely, when I looked at both the other, other, I just think it fits better. So there's no real reason other than I just, that's how I kind of wrote it when I first arrived. There's no, nothing other than that. It's a bit like coming, you know, how did you come up with the name of a band, right? So, it's yep. a, so and then I think, and then I thought, God, you know what though? It's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? It is mm. long, yeah. Essence Mediacom, it's a bit of a mouthful. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's, I, th- I think we've got to go through a phase where I'm not massively into making people do things, but if people say Essence Mediacom, enough over the next year yeah to connect our two brands together that's what i kind of want to establish now at that point would could we shorten it yeah to e and m or which we'll all think m uh there was obviously you know works with me as my assistant you know which be could be a bit could could be could be confusing but i absolutely think that that is absolutely a road that we you know, that we could now. go down, but not now because I want to really establish that across, you know, the the marketplace that we're in and that we're intrinsically linked. And I think it's worthwhile going through some of that yeah. in the next year to be able to do and it. And making sure that everybody knows the two ingredients yeah. of, and that, of the new... And that to me, you know, I think that's important, right, yeah. from, you know, where we come from. And I think when I explain that logic to people, most people go, yeah, okay, kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um. I mean, that wasn't really an answer, was it? It was just no. sort of, oh, this is what we're... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, this is the logic. It was, it was the logic, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Will career opportunities be generated uh, once the merger comes in place for internal candidates? Definitely. Absolutely. I mean, I think in my, in my mind, where I want to kind of get to, to this, by the time we... Like, our official launch date, I think, is going to be the 23rd of January. Yeah. And by the time we get there, I, I want to transparently say to all of our people, over the course of the last eight months, we've moved, promoted, given X amount of opportunities to all the people that work for us. It is the first number one priority for me when we're looking at the roles that we need to fill, the jobs that we need to have, where the people want to move. So that is front and centre. Mediacom and both Essence, I believe, have been built on the idea that we look at our own people first, when there's opportunities and 
We only go outside when we really need to and when it's strategically important for us to do so. Now, obviously, there may be instances where we do that. Yeah. But our first priority and our instinct should absolutely be we look at the people that we've got and we try and put those people into the roles that we need people, that we need filled. And I think it, it, it's a business imperative, in my view, for us to do that. And especially at the moment, and I think I also think that we need to, you know, we need to put together, you know, a really modern, people-centric package. So, I mean, Claire Kamara, who we, you know, we announced today is going to be our new chief people officer, mm-hmm. is really focused on colleague experience, right? And the kind of experience that we want people to have in this new agency. And it is going to be a major, major point of difference for us. And we're going to work really, really hard on that. And a big part of that is how we move people in their careers. And I'm obviously a massive example of that, right? Mm. You said right at the start, though. I'm a, I'm a guy that came from being Sue's assistant to leading the leading the company. You know, and I've said on town halls, I want everybody to feeling that they've got a shot at doing that. Not, not for everyone to be my assistant. <laughs> no, not for everyone to <laughs> be not your assistant. Anyone. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. But the CEO bit. But I think it's important, and I think that's about trying to really build a meritocracy. And I know we're not perfect in that, right? I know that, right? And we've got to work incredibly hard at making that so. But I think, um, I think if the people, I hope the people that know me know that I'm incredibly serious about that. And it's really important to me that people feel that, you know, feel like that in this company. So, look, it's a huge change. And, I, you know, I, I hear people saying that they're very excited. And then people, and probably particularly people who've maybe gone through a similar experience that hasn't been as smooth mm-hmm. in another agency or in another kind of workplace, are nervous as well. Is there... Is there something that you could say to reassure those people out there um, who are worried about all of the change that's coming? Well, I think, um, I I, I guess, comes back to my earlier point. I think if you look at the appointments that I've made today, it combines both at global leadership Mm. uh, level and there'll be more to come. But what it does is combines people from Essence and MediaCom into sort of leadership positions, and that will continue to be the case. I suppose my point to people is I'm not bringing in, this is not a new company, Mm. right? These are not people Mm. that are strangers to you. These are people that have led both companies. They have your best interests at heart, believe me. And when I talk to any one of them, their primary concern is exactly that, is how do we do the best for our people in this company? So when I... When people say that they're no, and listen, I get it, okay? I mean, somebody once said to me, a good friend of mine said, because I said change is good. You know, It's great to be changing. To compete, you need to change. And he goes, well, that's all well and good if you're creating the change. Sure, the <laughs> but change. if you're at the back end of the change, yeah. it doesn't quite feel yeah. the same. Mm-hmm. And I totally get that, you know? I totally get that. But so I suppose my sort of guiding, you know, the guiding light for people that are feeling nervous, and I kind of understand that, obviously, is that the people making the decisions are the people you know. They're not a bunch of strangers that have been brought in or from an outside company. The people making the decisions and the choices are the leaders that you've grown up with and then you trust. That's going to be the case. And I think, if nothing else, there should be a reassuring factor about that. What has been the initial reaction from clients to the news of the merger? Well... You know, I think uh, there's an expression I use a lot with Sunos, which is never believe your own, 
you know, publicity, mm. um, which I think is good sort of watchword. But in, you know, when we were sort of publicising and talking to our clients about this new company, it was it was really true. Mm. You know, we weren't spinning it. Mm. These are the you know on paper, this is what the new mm. agency is going to look like. These are the advantages that you get, which we've been through. In many ways, we're going to tackle some of the big issues for clients, which is bringing media and creative closer together, mm. brand and performance closer mm. together, scaling, scaling brilliant digital thinking, but on a global basis, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, you know, I think our clients, all of our clients, went. It's a great deal. It's a great deal for MediaCom, and I know, obviously, because we we talked to the Essence clients you know, Google especially, it's built out of that idea from Google and MFG, which is going to play a pivotal role in how we develop as a uh, as a company in the future. The heart of this agency will be that practice. So I think um, university, it's gone down from, you know, and if I, you know, even competitors have said to me, wow, great, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't, you probably got friends in the industry, ask them, and you, you tell me. You, so I think, it's been universally well received, I would say. Clearly, we've got a lot of work to build this new agency, but it, but but on paper, yeah, I mean, yes, absolutely. So it is, you know, very. I would say extremely positive all round. So you've been extremely positive about the uh, oh, about the prospect so far. Oh, yeah. I'm now going to ask you then, Nick, looking you in the eye, what do you think the main challenges are? Well, I think I think a lot of the challenges, yeah. I think a lot of the challenges that we face are going to be logistical okay, challenges. Yeah, yeah. And I think, and I and, and I understand all the questions about, are we going to move to Microsoft Teams? Yes, are we going yeah, to move yeah. to Google? <laughs> are we, you know, and all of those things. And we have to work through all of those yeah. issues. I don't think... Yeah, we've got we time, will, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't think... We've got time to work those out. But I think they are, you know, and I pe- think people see them naturally. They are challenges. Mm. Okay? I... I think Mediacom people have sort of experienced a bit of like moving to those Mediacom people that have joined forces on MFG have all moved to Google and done it. We've had to do that on yeah. Uber, one of our yeah, big yeah. global accounts, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think in some way, shape, or form, we're going to be working in a hybrid world around our clients. Yeah. And I think that is going to be perhaps make people's lives more complicated. Mm. What we need to do is work really hard on automation and simplifying that mm. for our people. I think there are some brilliant systems that Essence got mm. have got mm. that that we don't have at MediaCom. And I think we need to work really, really hard to see if those can work across our, our combined kind of company. And these are probably the issues that are gonna take us months to work out as opposed to me telling people, don't worry, mm. it's all gonna be exactly the same. Mm. I think in reality, we're gonna make, have to make some choices, but in the end, we're a client-led business. We build infrastructure around our clients. Yeah. Google are never moving off the Google. No. Google are never going to move off no. the Google, Google stack to Microsoft Teams, no. right? And Google's pretty much, well, it is easily our biggest client at the heart of our agency. So, but other clients work on Microsoft Teams and we're going to have to work with them in the environment they want to work in. So we are going to have to adapt our systems around that while trying to simplify life for the people that work in us as a, you know, as an agency. And that's going to take some time to resolve. This is an interesting question. Um, have you spoken to Steve Allen at all? And uh, if so, how has he reacted to the news? Well, not only have I spoken to Steve, I've spoken to Andrew Shabir from yeah. the Essence um, side. Essence. Obviously, yeah. uh, uh, Andrew of Essence. Uh, obviously, Christian, who's an ex uh, 
you know, at length, Steve. I haven't spoken to Alan Rich, who's the original, you. original. <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I guess I'll pick up the phone sooner or later. And I think, honestly, I think that all of them think it's a great deal for both companies. They see the fit. I think Andrew would absolutely say, Andrew was the first person I spoke to when I knew that this was going to happen because I really wanted to understand the essence, history and culture. And you know what? It really reminded me of the media business. You know, Alan's old story, desk and a phone. Yeah. It's how they started. They didn't set out to be a media buying company, right? They set out to be a data and analytics company that happened to do media buying. Mm -hmm. And that part of it grew. Um, They started out doing the data and analytics for Carphone Warehouse. And then they got a project for Google way back when, 2005 or something like that. And they won Google Mm. project by project Mm. over like 10 years. Mm. And then then eventually sold to WPP. So I think all of that history, all of that, where we come from, there are roots that are quite similar in both companies. We've been through that journey before. And actually... You know, interestingly enough, both companies come from a real pioneering background, right? Because if Alan Rich, you know, you probably, Sasha, you probably don't know this, but Alan Rich formed what was it, the second ever media independent? There was one in Canada. Alan Rich was a total pioneer. He was media director of DBB, was it in the seventies? No. Okay, well, I'm not going to remember where it was, but. And, you know, though in the days where you were given two minutes at the end to do the sort of media plan after the and big creative presentation. We're buying some yeah. television. Yeah, we're <laughs> buying some TV. And, and, and he went, I've had enough of this. this is the most, you're spending millions and millions of pounds. You should be spending more time on this yes. subject. Okay. We can do more. Mm-hmm. So he launched out on his own, and he was one of the, well, one of two people that did that in the mid-'70s. And then you look at Essence where they were looking at a broken, you know, nobody's doing digital and data analytics from the perspective that they should be at that time. We're going to reinvent the model. And they came up with a new agency model right at that time and partnered with Google to create, you know, modern day essence. So I think in both instances, there's a real heart of it all is this pioneering and in this new company, I want to get back to that. So that's so that we've got absolutely got the roots on both sides. Well, of, this is what I'm thinking. Shaking up, and, that, and now now's the moment, isn't it, to to do that? Sorry, I shouldn't clap. So, Sasha told me not to clap, but <laughs> no, I tend to no use my hands. No a bit. Sorry, yeah. I, I, I was leaning away. He's not happy with me. Sue's all yeah. Sue's also up to some muppetry as yeah. well. Connected house rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Moving on to the questions we ask all of our Although guests. we're not going to ask all of them. We're not going to ask but all can of them. we just oh, yeah, because say because I've answered them all before. No, no, no. Before, I was, right? was going to say. I was going to say for 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 new listeners, mm. Nick's original podcasts are available at SoundCloud yep. MediaCom Connected Podcast. We'll have to rebrand that, but for the time being. So if you want to find out what his five desert right. island objects are, you can go back to them. But we've oh, really? we're going to do some of the Even regular questions. Remember. Even I can't remember. Some of the regular questions, just 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 to keep it. I made them up, up on the hoof. I think one was my Watford season ticket, surely, yes, which I wouldn't have now because we've yeah. gone down this year. Oh. Yeah, we've had a terrible season. We've lost twelve home games in a row. You're not going to abandon them, no, are you? No, I mean, I'll, part, I'll right? rejuvenate my interest next year yeah. when we're in the championship. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> for, for anybody listening globally, Watford uh, football team, we're not. We've just come out of the Premiership and we're now going to the league below. So, first question, what is your favourite line from a poem, a song, or a book? I'm quite intrigued to see what you take out and use. Well, so, 
it's not really any of those, mm. but I have been sort of captivated by something on TV on Sky Atlantic at the moment, which, and I love sports stories, right? Yeah. And uh, it's a program, it's a drama called Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers. I don't know if anybody's yes, seen it, right? the Magic Johnson story. It's absolutely, <laughs> it's just great entertainment. I don't know how accurate it is. I don't know an awful lot about basketball, mm-hmm. but I've become very intrigued by Magic Johnson, yeah. right? Just this incredible player at an incredible time. And, you know, I'd say anybody, it's just a great fun watch, by the way. Um, you know, well worth watching. But there's a Magic Johnson quote that said, uh, and, and it just, and, it, and I'll explain why it really, I really feel this. Mm. And, and you see it in the series, actually, if you, if you watch the series. And he said, my dad was my hero, and I get my personality from my mum. And I think when I, my mum died over lockdown, so yeah. recently, it'll be two years actually coming up. And I think about, and when one of your parents dies, I think you think much more about what you got from them. It sort of really brings it home. Mm-hmm. And I sort of really feel that. And I just thought, that's so true of me. My dad's my hero. I'm nothing like my dad. He's an amazing man. Mm-hmm. I'm nothing, not, not as good as him. But actually, all the stuff that I've got, Kind of my personality, whatever, really does come from my mum. So she actually knows my mum quite yeah, well. So she probably she's a wonderful, uh, wonderful woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think she does, and that's sort of, you know, quite feisty, wasn't yeah. she? Very opinionated, straight talking. Kind, kind of comes from my mum, but, but yeah, very, very kind. Yeah. So, so that would be my. It's not really a quote from a book, but no. I think it's something that's meaningful. Are we going to me, allow right? it? Because he's is, are you allowed that? CEO of. And, I mean, you're the boss. So I, <laughs> no, normally, the normally, Sasha's well, far answer. strict. Sasha, <laughs> you can discount it. I'm, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'll be happy with that. So don't worry. <laughs> what would you practice more if you had the time, all the time, and the space in the world? Well, I have made promises to myself over the the years to speak. French to learn oh, French because, as you know, yeah, yeah. My, my, my family has a house in France yeah. which we go to a lot in the summer and at various times. And my wife's a French yes. teacher, my father's a, my father's a French teacher. <laughs> There's absolutely oh, no wow. excuse right. for my pitiful French. <laughs> so, if I had a bit more time, um, this will please uh, Alex, our uh, the Mediacom CEO, I, I would really like to learn and be better at speaking. Um, French. Très bien. <laughs> Mais oui. <laughs> Where in the world, real or fiction, would you like to live and why? It's a bit of a French theme now I'm going to do oh, because my so. favourite, genuinely my favourite city, my favourite city in the world, and I do have sort of a sort of a fantasy that somehow I will end up there, is Bordeaux. Oh. And our house, our family house is not far from Bordeaux. It's about 100 kilometres north of Bordeaux on the Gironde Estuary. So over the years, I've spent a lot of time in Bordeaux. And I don't know if anybody knows Bordeaux. There's been a huge amount of work being done to Bordeaux over the last sort of 20 years. And it, they have turned it into one of the most beautiful cities in the world. So if you ever want a weekend break, this is a good tip for anybody, go to Bordeaux because it is the most brilliant, exciting, vibrant, beautiful city Noted. in the world. Gonna, so, make, gonna make a note, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and now finally, Nick. The question you cannot prepare for. This is the three. Sue's got three, just so people know. She's got three rather sinister looking, they look like tarot cards. <laughs> From the school of life. <laughs> From the school of life. The and school uh, of life. Uh, uh, questions about life. And I'm going to hold them up and I'm going to say A, 
B or C? Which would you like, Nick? Uh, C. So. Okay. If life were 400 years long, what careers would you have wanted to have? Oof. How many careers is that? I suppose we have to break that down, isn't it? A 40-year career, that's 10 careers. Yeah. That's gonna, we'll be here all day. <laughs> we'll Let's be here all day. Give me the top three. Yeah, top three careers. Mm. Okay, so I absolutely wanted to be, uh, this is not going to go down well, I reckon, but I really did want to be a policeman. Did you? Yeah, I really I did. I did not know that. I really did. It was sort of my, uh, you know, I just... A detective. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I had myself in more the sort of Morse yeah, 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 yeah. type territory, you know, problem solving. But I, I, I just, I think it's, I, I think it would just be an amazing insight into kind of human nature, I guess. And it was always a profession that attracted me. In some ways being a planner is, is like being a detective, right? You have to understand the yeah, consumer's motivations uh, and... I think, uh, you know, and, and intrinsically catching the bad guys... Yeah, 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 it's a good yes. thing to do, yeah, right? I, I'm not yeah. saying the police are amazing, no, no. you know, but at its heart, it should be a good thing to do. Um, I think the when I was a when I was a when I was a kid, um, I always thought I'd be, end up being a teacher because both my parents were teachers. So part of me, I think, would have loved teaching. Yeah. And I think being inspiring around everybody remembers their favorite. There's a great always, campaign. Yeah, everybody right. remembers yeah, their favorite teacher, right? Yeah. And of course, my wife's a teacher. Um, Juliet's a teacher, and um, she still gets kids coming up to her, going, "Do you know what? You're the most inspired. You're the person that inspired me wow. to do this." Mm. It's just like that feeling must be amazing. Um, so I think maybe I'd have spent a bit of time teaching. Um, and I really, can you just throw in something you were never good at, but you sure. possibly yeah. do it? Well, obviously, I'd like to do what I'm doing because I love yeah. what I yeah, do and I love media, but that's taken as given. But it, I, I'd really like to be a professional cricketer, yeah. if I'm okay. honest. I was, I was waiting for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, cricket's my passion. Um, it's my favourite sport. It's one sport I was good enough, not good enough to play professionally, but I'm pretty good at it, or I was. No, I'm a bit of an old man now, but in my younger day, I was pretty good at it. And I would have loved to have made a career. Just playing... Playing sport for a career, yeah. I think, would be would be amazing. Um, so I think it would probably be in those you know, between those two things. I was never, I couldn't even contemplate a career in science, splitting the atom or anything like that. You would have wanted not, to play for Watford. No, well, not with my niece. No. Not with my niece, yeah. Sasha. Yeah. You know, I was a goalkeeper though, to be fair. But yeah, no. But but with. <laughs> But with a normal lifespan, you'll settle for being CEO of Essence Media Company. Yeah, I think there was a, you know, it's another Magic Johnson one, actually. Yeah. Saying, don't, but don't, he, he, and I thought this is great advice. I'm a bit into Magic Johnson at the moment. But yeah. he said, don't, something along the lines of, don't, um, don't wish for the career you never had. Enjoy yeah. the career you've got. Yeah. yeah. And I think I've always tried to do that yeah. in what I've done. And I've never really, you know, I've enjoyed what's happened as opposed to or what it could be with this or that. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think there's a lot to be said for that. I learned a bit of that from you, Sue, actually, when I first... Do you remember the uh, the competitive reports you I had do me doing? I remember that. So yeah. Sue used to make me do these really boring competitive Well, not somebody, make me do. Somebody had to do it. It had to, do, it had to be done. Yeah, and yeah, I said yeah. they're really boring. And she said, they're only boring if you make them boring, Nick. <laughs> that sounds like a... <laughs> 
They're only boring if they if they're, and you know what? It was true. And do you know what? They worked for about a week. <laughs> <laughs> you did make them a lot more interesting though. I did make them more, interesting, them more interesting, but it was but they then became boring again. But listen, <laughs> you're not going to be bored with the next part of your career. And we wish you, as a podcast host, we wish you every success in leading the company to the new exciting future. Thank you both. I'm really looking forward to it. We look forward to uh, Essence uh, MediaCom away day in Bordeaux. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And we'll, uh, you know, and we're going to be doing updates. I know we talked earlier and you're going to be interviewing a few people from Essence, putting them on broadcast, which would be great. And I think we should do kind of a regular update of where we are, Mm -hmm. perhaps, you know, in this for them, whatever you want. So I think Brilliant. we should connect kind of regularly and Sounds keep good. doing it. Cool. So see you soon. Cheers, guys. <laughs>